Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well, having a great day, evening, weekend, whatever it is that you might be listening to this. We are coming hot off of AW Dynamite here in Winnipeg. An incredible evening. I know I touched on it briefly last episode, but I recorded that before the show even happened. I was just assuming it was going to be fun, and it was. It was a blast. Incredible seeing so many familiar faces in the crowd, seeing so many former guests getting opportunities on Dark and on Rampage. And it was just the whole vibe in the city. It was fun and everyone was so happy and joyous to be there. So it was it was a great experience. They're, they announced so many upcoming Canadian shows. I encourage you to go to a live event if you get the opportunity. They're doing house shows now too. I think they announced one for Calgary. So definitely make your way out there. Go check out uh, check out a live show. You're gonna the the dynamites and rampages. You're bound to see some local wrestlers, ones that you go to independent shows and see, and you're gonna be entertained. So definitely go out of your way and check it out. That was last week. Next week is 3D Pro Wrestling presents Protect Your Neck. Uh, it's at the Pyramid Cabaret. Tickets available up on Eventbrite. You can get uh, physical copy tickets too if you would like. And there's a couple matches, a couple bands. If you've been watching me do streaming for Love Wrestling up on the Brunch Gimmick, you already know who my guest is this week. My guest is actually taking part in one of the matches at Protect Your Neck. My guest this week, Sexy Eddie. Now, Sexy Eddie has been a huge part of wrestling in Canada, and you're going to hear all about that. He was very, very instrumental and influential in, you know, Kevin Owens' career, Sami Zayn, wrestling down in Jersey All Pro, a big part of Combat Zone Wrestling, CZW. So you're going to hear all about that, wrestling in Montreal, getting started. And we talk about uh, the upcoming show here for 3D Pro Wrestling. So it's a fun chat. You're going to enjoy it. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Sexy Eddie. So getting your start in, in the late 90s out in Montreal. And I mean, Montreal has a historic wrestling like everyone knows about Montreal. You know, and maybe not to the same level out in Western Canada Stampede, but everyone out east knows how influential wrestling was in Montreal. What was the the lay of the land, so to say, like when you first got started in the late nineties? Um so I'm in uh again I'm a Canadian. Uh but again my character is from not Long Beach, California, but a very Long Beach, California. That's a special strip that's reserved for only the big dick bastards like myself. Um, so th- again, that's all character stuff. But uh, I am from from Canada. Uh, when I go to other provinces, they always say, "But you're French Canadian. We thought you'd speak French first. I'm like, I'm perfectly bilingual. So, uh, and I always tell young, young, young and upcoming wrestlers. The more languages you know, the more women you can meet and have sex with. So that's very important. But uh, coming up, and like I say, in French French Canada, in, in Quebec, the province of Quebec, um, in Montreal in particular, there was a lot of wrestling federations, uh, but they were all French-based. Mm-hmm. So promos were done in French. Uh, the crowd was basically French. The only thing is that... Um, so I was one of the founders of IWS, the International Wrestling Syndicate, which uh, has, has 
done the the, the gambit is, is still around and that's after uh, i'm gonna say 22 years again something like that give or take uh but we were we needed something english because I, I wanted to get into wrestling first off, and I did start with some of the French places. Um, but to do promos and to do them really like pro properly for me, I was like, English is my first language. I feel more comfortable in English. Uh, and every English character would have been a heel, a bad guy. So um, uh, with a couple of my buddies, we said, let's start something English. I mean, we're going to get like if it's 50% of the demographic, that would be all the English fans might say, hey, there's an English promotion. Let's go check it out. Uh, and also not to mention all the French federations were um, they were all watching WWE, which was well, WWF, which uh, was only in English at the time. Uh, they, I think they were starting to translate an hour segment or something in French. So the French fans had to, to watch it and listen in English. Mm -hmm. So some of them started coming out to the English, uh, what we were doing, but we also uh, did a twist in IWS. So we started that we wanted to have every main event, a hardcore match. Um, so the friends that I got into it with, um, was, uh, Nick Patterson, who's, uh, AKA Nixon Stratus. Uh, this is again, a name he got before Trish Stratus. This was a long time ago. And, um, uh, PCP Crazy F and Manny, uh, Manny Eleftherio. So we were three guys that loved wrestling, loved particularly hardcore wrestling. When when they showed me, uh, Manny would uh, pass me some tapes from ECW and stuff, and I discovered a whole new world. That got me thinking too, like you know. So let's let's do a main event always with um, some weapons and some hardcore stuff. And and we were hiring some of the guys that that were the local talent. Uh, and and that was one of the first paying jobs that they might have even had, even though we're paying, let's say, 25 bucks or something like that. They weren't necessarily getting paid at the federations they were doing at the time. It was kind of like, uh, you know, you're doing volunteer work, but like anyone who likes a passion, uh, whether you're an artist, a musician, uh, an actress or something, you know, you, you got to do a lot of these volunteer roles. You got to bring your own speakers and gear to a show. Uh, you got to sell your own tickets sometimes to get the fans to come in if you want to play for, for a crowd. Uh, so the same as, as wrestling in a lot of sports. I mean, you got to rent an arena, let's say, uh, to rent the ice. And then you get to play hockey with your friends on Sunday. So you're paying money to uh, to do what you, to you love. But you love it so much. So you know what? Money's not an issue, mm -hmm. but when you start making money off uh, from uh, a passion, then that's really cool because uh, then you're kind of getting somewhere. The wheels are turning, and uh, I always tell people too, like you know, you get a zero point zero one percent that'll make it to the big times. You got to continue on with what you love. Uh, what always slows you down is um, again. I'm going to use another Canadian reference, a Brian Adams song, "Summer '69." Uh, right at the beginning, when he talks about, it, he's like, uh, "Jimmy quit. Joey got married. You know, sometimes you gotta get you gotta get jobs to pay for things. You gotta pay for your wrestling classes, and sometimes the jobs don't let you work on those weekends, so you might have to quit wrestling. Uh, sometimes you you meet girls and they don't like you wrestling. They they you know they want their weekends with you, so you quit wrestling for that. But then there's the guys that quit those jobs, find other jobs. They dump those girls that don't support them don't encourage them and find new girls uh or stay single for a long time and, and keep pursuing wrestling so um there's a lot of roadblocks that'll stop you from doing what you love but when you continue if you can do it also 
injury free, which is very hard in wrestling. But if you can still from any major injuries, then, um, you know, you're eventually closer and closer to the to, to the finish line, the goal, which everyone's goal is to finally wrestle and, and make a job, make a living doing it. So, um, you know, that that's 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 like it is in a lot of things you do. So you got to continue and pursue. Um, now I'm trying to think where I was going with this. We're talking about IWS. Yeah. starting. I'm just happy that it's still around, that it's still pushed, uh, pushed at boundaries and, and leaps and bounds. I'm saying because um, we've got to have we, we had the chance to have such talent wrestle for us uh, as the Dudley boys, Kevin Nash, uh, Psycho Sid. Uh, PCO, Care uh, Carl Willette. We had um, Christian Cage. We've uh, there was so many Sabu, um, so many guys that have, that we looked up to that we had come down and we built up enough of a reputation that they were like they took it seriously and stuff and then they came down and uh, again any wrestler will tell you come to Montreal make sure you take a late flight the next day because you're gonna party it is a party town. Uh, so we want anyone who comes down, we want them to have the best time possible. So that when they, that when they say, Hey, you're going to wrestle in Montreal, you got a chance, man, you got to stay there, wrestle there as much as you can. Cause it is a, it is a hotbed. There's a lot of history. Um, again, when I started, uh, I didn't know much of the, um, Edward Carpentier, Yvon Robert, Mad Dog Vachon. Uh, these are a lot of guys that I didn't know until you get into that world. And then you, you research the history because, um, if you wanna, if you wanna make a good future in, in the in this business, you gotta know your the past, and you gotta respect the past, uh, and you realize a lot of what you're doing was done back then, but but it changes, it evolves, and um, you know the wrestling style evolves, the way the cameras shoot it evolves. Um, so there's a lot of wear and tear on the body. Now there's more high spots. The mats are a lot softer. The rings are a lot softer than they used to be. And guys are not wearing knee pads and, and elbow pads, which uh, I, I don't know how they do that. And, and especially the guys from like UK, they that's like a style that some of the guys do it strong style, no knee pads and elbow pads. But I want to save my body as long as I can, even though it's already a broken carcass of, of what it used to be. But um you know, it's it's uh, it's the young ladies that keep me young. So that, that's what I tell everyone too. Uh, it doesn't matter what your age is, what it says on your driver's license. You're only as young as the girls you're having sex with. <laughs> um, you you mentioned, I mean, doing you know main events that were more of a hardcore style. And that was something that a lot of places, I mean all across Canada, I think on the independents alone, weren't really doing, they weren't really introducing that style. You did see it more, you know, with ECW and then, you know, WWF, WCW, they try to implement more of that into their wrestling, their hardcore divisions and so on. But I know as soon as ECW sort of packed it up and, you know, folded, then you, you branch, you'd see more, you know, you saw ring of honor pop up, you saw CZW pop up and how uh, I'm curious as to how, yourself uh, you know at that time you must have been i'm trying to think my age maybe 23 ish how a 23 24 year old kid from montreal makes his way to czw and debuts there yeah no um it was it was something to i was supposed to debut actually a year before that uh for tournament of death two and um i think i had an injury at iws but which was a, which was good because um it gave one year of buildup. Um, and, and I had made some friends 
uh ruckus one of the uh, one of the top aerial guys back then um he saw my stuff and he liked it and he passed it on to the boss at combat zone wrestling and he was like man you got to get some of these canadians down and uh you know once they gave us the ball we ran with it uh we wanted to show them what we're capable of doing so um it was at tournament of death three that i finally got there so there was a year of some guys talking and, and maybe there was a little bit of hype too. Um, but the, the boss was confident enough. Uh, John Zandig was, uh, was uh, confident enough to give myself green phantom uh, arsenal and evil ninja. So we're four of us going down a tournament of death three. We had four guys from combat zone wrestling representing and four guys from uh, um, IWA mid South. Uh, that was Ian Rotten's promotion. So, um, you know, you got four guys from each company. Who's gonna win? Win it big in the tournament? And um, you know, so every every match, every uh, first rounder, there was let's say uh, two guys from their own fed going against each other. Then they mixed some of them up. Um, so uh, my first match was against um, Ian Knox, is his name, and we did like a match I'd never seen that many thumbtacks in my life because we were doing some hardcore in Canada, but once in a while, and they had already started doing like whole shows with with hardcore implemented throughout the show at combat zone wrestling. So when they said thumbtacks, there was a lot of thumbtacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was the first match. And I had my second round against a fellow Canadian arsenal. And that's where blessing in disguise torn artery in my arm. I didn't know what to do. The blood was spurting out. So um, I kind of put it in my mouth quickly thinking that, Hey, if the blood stays in my body, maybe I won't faint or pass out. Uh, and I noticed every time, I'd squeeze my arm. It was going with my heartbeat. It was pumping. So when I squeezed my arm and made a fist, um, the blood shot out higher. So I did that. It was an, an iconic moment where uh, it got a lot of hits. And uh, it was against a white background. And you see the blood jet further out of my my, my arm and then right into my mouth. And um, that right there uh, cemented that more Canadians were going to come back. And uh, by the time I healed up, uh, two months later, we came back to Combat Zone Wrestling, but at the old ECW arena. Uh, so for me, that was already awesome. Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't know, too. I'm like, uh, you're only as famous. You're only as, as good as your last match. And I was wondering what they were going to think about this. So Tournament of Death, the, the way it was going, but things change all the time. Injuries happen. It was going to be myself representing IWS, uh, Necro Butcher representing IWA Mid-South, and Wife Beater representing Combat Zone Wrestling. It was going to be us three in the finals. Uh, they had already planned, like, I do this thing, I put the garbage can over my head, and I do a backflip off the top rope. They were already talking about, okay, you're going to go off the top of that truck, and you're going to do it on those two guys, on basically on 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 on, on rocks and dirt. Like, when they catch me, I'm falling in that. And uh, that, that was already talked about even before I had my second round match. Um, also, with the hype, I want to say, the boss trusted me enough to give me his wife to do a strip on to get my character over. Cause nobody really knew me down there. So like, Oh, he's a gigolo. He's a, he's a male stripper, porn star, whatever. So, uh, and that what shocked the crowd the most is that I was doing it in my underwear. And, and I, I always said when I did my hardcore matches to stay true to yourself, you're not like going and putting on jeans and a sweater. Cause then there goes the character. If, if you do one character, you got to do it. Uh, all the way mm -hmm. so that impressed the fans going on the boss's wife doing my strip that made them hate me even more uh but then after my second match the blood in my mouth 
I'm still drinking it after the matches happened. Uh, the fans turned and they were just behind me so much. Fast forward two months later, we're at the ECW arena. They wanted to see now, can these hardcore guys, are they just hardcore? Can they wrestle? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was myself again, uh, XS 69, which is now he's dropped the 69. He's just excess. He's actually wrestling with his son everywhere, which is pretty cool to see because uh, you're just passing it on. Uh, and two, uh, two WWE guys that are there now, uh, Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens. So already you know, if you're a wrestling fan, these guys can wrestle. These guys can work the mic. These guys can do it all. So this is still in the beginnings. Uh, this, is our, this is their debut in the U.S. Uh, so all four of us, we did a, they called it a Canadian four-way. Why they called it a Canadian four-way afterwards, I think it was we did so many kind of high-angle head bumps so we're like bumping right kind of on the back of our necks and stuff. And uh, I guess, too, we were so nervous and excited that maybe we're kicking our feet up even higher. Uh, so that's why we were bumping so high up. We're just so excited that uh, the, we wowed the crowd again. Um, when I came out also, I, I wasn't sure, you know, like, like I said before, you're only as good as your last match. And I was like, are they going to remember me kind of mm-hmm. thinking in my head? I got a standing ovation, one of the loudest, uh, cheers cr- chance that I ever got that for me is still one of my top three wrestling moments. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of them that I'm like, I cherish to this day because I still remember and I get the goosebumps when I watch that again. Um, so after that match, even the crowd wouldn't stop chanting uh, IWS. And the thing is, we're wrestling at another company, Combat Zone Wrestling. So the boss had to take the mic and, and kind of quiet the crowd down so that they can stop to remember, hey, this is not this federation. This is our federation. So he gave us uh, carte blanche. He, he let us, uh, he said, whenever you Canadians want to come back, you guys are more than welcome. And um, so then after that, we brought in more wrestlers, uh, guys like Frankie the Mobster, um, Beef Wellington, Lefisto. So we brought in wrestlers that to show them, hey, we got some size. We got guys that can do some comedy and in, in, in a serious and a good wrestling match. And we also got chicks that can beat the shit out of guys. So we were showing them all our aspects of what we can do. And um, not only did we open the door for Canadian wrestlers, we kicked the fucker down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helped for a lot of Canadian talent to go there. And some of them tried a match. Maybe it didn't work out. Some of them did a match, didn't work out, came back years later, and then made a bigger impact. So um, it was just fun to see to see that that start and the and the overflow of, of talent getting showcased in the states. So uh, and when Combat Zone is, I want to say it's also um, uh, it's a good pioneer of wrestling. Like when they bring in some talent, other federations around or other states are like, hey, if they're bringing them down. We want to bring them down too, <laughs> so it did help. And and after my my blood incident in combat zone wrestling, uh, for me it was just a whirlwind of of opportunities. Um, going to, after that was to Jersey All Pro, which was fun there. And because there was a rivalry of New Jersey and Philadelphia, I guess sports teams. So right away they hated me because Philly loved me. They hated me, but I was like, look, make me a big heel, make me a big face. I don't care. This is gonna you know give me the ball. I'm gonna run with it. Uh, and then getting to wrestle other places too. It led to me going to Germany uh, and me going to England. Germany was for WXW, and in England it was IP, uh, IPW UK. Uh, 
uh, and then later on, uh, years later, but finally to Japan. So um, we were going a little bit all over the place, and and it was just fun to say that hey man, we started something good, uh, not only with the company, but you know again with my uh, my my bl- blessing in disguise. If, if you know where at that moment when I got cut in my artery, uh, I think it was like nineteen stitches I got, and they had to cauterize, they had to burn my arm shut and then stitch over it again. I was like, this is the end of wrestling for me. But when I did come back and I thought, okay, I'll give them one match again with the four-way we did, the, the reaction was so uh, grandiose, so so crazy for me, so surreal that I was like, I can't leave wrestling. I got so much more to give, so much more to do, and so much more stupidity <laughs> to put my body through. So um, the louder the fans are, the crazier shit that, that we do. It, it's a... That, and that's how it is for everyone that's passionate about anything. Um, you know, again, when COVID hit, you had empty arenas for a lot of sporting events. And any athlete will tell you, man, the fans are a big part of everything you do, everything you work for. Because without that support, without them backing you, without the chanting, the cheering, man, or the booing, it, it's, it's all fuel and it, it makes us perform that much better. I, I, I'm, uh, I'll apologize to the listeners now because I know these next few points I'm going to be all over the place, but I, I have to make sure I mention them because like they're in my head thinking as like, because I know at that time when CZW was coming up and you're making your, your debut down there, like to me, I, I was out of the loop with that, you know, even with ring of honor, because, you know, it wasn't on TV here. So, you know, anything you're following, you're either having to buy the tapes or, you know, find the results online. So like to me, CZW, like I knew of, you know, Necro Butcher, the backseat boys, those kind of guys. But then you see how just impactful CZW was to wrestling and especially wrestling today and the deathmatch style. And they have, they've, you know, put quite the, uh, quite a footprint on the history of wrestling. They did. I, and I want to just specify too, there was some great management back then. I mean, I want to say not so much now, from what I hear from a lot of the talent, uh, you know, there was some great minds that were in charge of that. There was a great DVD distribution, which helped get it seen before, before you'd see sometimes some clips on the internet before YouTube came out. Now you can see everything there. But back then, um, the DVD trading or VHS trading was very important for wrestling because it got you to see different stuff. And, and I, I made a highlight clip. I put some full matches. I put a promo, and I had that on a on a video cassette. And I sent that out to promos. I made um I had gave an eight by ten in like a duo tang uh, with with all the job the the wrestling places I I wrestled with a, a bio on myself because that's how I knew I was like if you want a job you got to make your 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 CV you gotta you gotta present yourself so you gotta show your your you know your your best self mm-hmm. so that's how I did it by mailing it to a lot of companies, which now it's a lot easier. But the, the problem is that so many promoters get, um, I guess, an, an, an influx of so much emails and, and stuff that, you know, you'll watch a few seconds of it and that's it. But when you actually get a package, I felt back then too, it meant something. Like they might actually take the time to pop in the cassette. 
you know, let me look at it while I'm, I'm eating supper or something, or, you know, let's, Oh, wow. There's a eight by 10 picture. He's just giving it to all these promotions. And, and that's how much I wanted it to. That's how much, uh, that's how I said to anyone, if you want a new job, if you're going to work at a promotion, you got to look at it as a new job. You got to take it like, you know, a, a new, you know, it's a new opportunity. So you got to present yourself. So, um, I think that back then helped me get around it and it, and it helped showed that, Hey, that's some stuff that's professional. And again, it, I didn't learn this from anyone. I kind of something that I, I took and then I told other people, Hey man, you should do this stuff. And, and now it's amazing. Cause I know I got to learn it myself, but I have uh, some of the, the kids that are starting at the school example, like Christara under the tutelage of, of professor H Shane Hawk, Who's, he was teaching me about Dropbox and he's like, oh, you put this, you put your music, put this. And I'm like all in one, one thing. And I think that's so great. So it's, it's also the evolution of marketing ourselves through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, I, I was using old MySpace. Anyone <laughs> listening to the show probably doesn't know what MySpace is, but that was one of the platforms to try and get yourself out there or talking to promoters so it doesn't cost long distance to call these places and not guarantee you have a job. So here it was a free means of, of communication. And, you know, it saves a lot of money for people. When you see they're really interested in you, then you would send your your VHS, your, your tape, and, and your, uh, you know, your CV with that, with your picture. So um, it, it's very different now. And I'm having problems to try and keep with that wave. But, you know, like like everything, we have to evolve. Like, like wrestling has... Mm -hmm have to evolve and uh it, it has changed but there's uh as much as it changes there's a lot that stays the same so um you know it's just like the way the camera angles they cut very fast people have uh and with tiktok people have less attention they mm. want to see spot 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 but sometimes you can still tell a good story uh have it build up almost like a roller coaster ride i tell people try and plan your matches it's going up it's got some dips it's got some bumps but usually one of the best the best moments is all at the end or something too you got in the beginning that first drop oh your heart goes up but then you want that at the end too um so like tr try and try and build it build it build it like that and if done properly, man, you, you could uh, it's almost like you're a puppet master and you control the crowd's emotions, which for me, that's so much fun. Making them boo or making them cheer me is uh, is, is the greatest is the greatest reward. Having fans sit on their hands and make no noise, uh, which I've seen before, but not because of myself, because I remember a promotion was too cheap to turn on that to, to pay for the heating for the venue. <laughs> Everyone had their jackets on and stuff, so nobody wanted to move. They just stayed bundled up. I know they still cheered, but I would have done the same thing too. It was, you know. So again, what, the greatest pleasure of any wrestler is is making noise, you know. So that's uh, yeah. So Combat Zone Wrestling was a pioneer in 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 showing that Ring of Honor too. Uh, the DVDs were very important part of it, uh, and uh, getting it around and all those talent that got, were on those DVDs, they're they're all. A lot of the guys are what you see on, on AEW and WWE now, like, you know, they stuck with it. So the, the ones that, you know, again, like I said, maybe they didn't, uh, they might have a family, but it's maybe a small family, uh, you know, no major injuries to keep them out of wrestling. So a lot of those guys, you can see them all in, in on Ring of Honor and Combat Zone Wrestling. So it's really cool to see, um, uh, I was going to say Claudio Castagnoli, it was a Cesaro, to see... Um, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose uh, doing old stuff to watch uh, 
Tyler Black, uh, Seth Rollins, all those guys, man, they all started somewhere. The WWE fans, they seem to think that they just appeared there or they came out from the training center, which wasn't an option back then. Uh, so guys like that, they were all doing the independence and uh, they had to build a name for themselves so that when they did go knocking on the door of WWE, they were like, wow, holy crap, this guy has a lot of talent. And even though some of the guys... In WWE, a great example was like The Miz was already in WWE. But then when Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, I forget which name he ended up keeping, came in and they did the whole um, teacher-student angle. Uh, yet it was like the student who had more experience than the teacher. I was like, this is great because it's so real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was, there's a lot of good TV that uh, and things that you can make more real from what you have. Some things you don't want to go. I don't know why they went to like um, – Again, the whole Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy thing, that was really weird. If yeah. fans look at that stuff, they'll see a weird history of stuff that you shouldn't you shouldn't mix real, too much reality with it. But um, it's just fun to see so many familiar faces from the indie scenes uh, making it there now. And uh, I'm happy for, for all of them. I mean, uh, so it, it's just awesome to see that. Uh, and they're a lot tougher than I am. I'm like doing this every day and then uh, – sometimes twice on Sunday with the expression they'd say uh, and, and doing the road to traveling and stuff. It's uh, it's not for everybody. It's, and it's uh, physically and, and mentally just, just being away from home, being away from your bed for so long. It's tough. And you go from hotel to hotel. Sometimes you'd forget what city you're in. Uh, and again, back in, back in the days in the eighties, thanks to the alcohol and the drugs, the guys did not know what city they were in. They did not know when they were wrestling or done wrestling, some of them. So uh, it's a little crazy. Now there's more protocol. Now it's more, um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a job. It's a business. It's, it's not as much uh, craziness, let's say, as it was. Uh, but that's, what it, that's how wrestling has evolved. So that's, that's how it is now. Yeah, like I mean, when when you get your start in the late '90s and seeing it t- today, like I mean, the differences must be vast, and just how a company is run, how the scene is overall. I mean, I, I can only imagine how much it has changed. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a, it's tremendous, and and I even tell even the style of wrestling changes every uh, every like you can say six months. Sometimes it's like, but you can always bring it back to some old school holds. But again, you're not holding them as long as you used to. Um, Watching the black and white footage uh, from like uh, Canadian wrestling, uh, Grand Prix wrestling or or international, international wrestling, Um, you know, one camera, the camera just stays still. Even like, you know, even old NWA, they might have two cameras switching back and forth, but it's hard. And then before there was no commentary, uh, that's even harder. Mm -hmm. So you add commentary. When I watch a match with no commentary from one camera, I'm like, I can't sit through that anymore. Uh, but that's what fans would would do and, and watch back then or listening to hockey games on the radio. You had to use your imagination. So that's something uh, that I feel we lose a lot of. Uh, again, I'm going to go off topic for a second because uh, I'm going to say like when I was younger and, and uh, you know, you start with girls and stuff like that. You have to use a lot of your imagination. But when you finally get a hold of your dad's playboys. Then I'm like, that, wow. And then I'd go into porn videos. So it's hard to go back. When you have, you're in a hotel room and you have to imagine something and your cell phone's dead. No, you're just, you're just better, better off to go straight to bed. That's it, you know? <laughs> so, kids don't have the imagination as we used to be back then. <laughs> 
that's, that's what I'm trying to say. So it's, it's you got to have those camera cuts to keep people interested in the matches, and and you have to have it rapid fire and stuff. So it has evolved uh, visually and the way matches are prepared and presented to the public. Um, with uh, CZW, you mentioned like how you guys were almost like a gateway for a lot of, you know, Canadian wrestlers to come down there. And I mean, you mentioned, you know, uh, yourself, uh, Kevin, Sammy, um, excess uh beef wellington i mean all you guys sort of like took that whole northeast over you know like doing jersey all pro and like you guys were very influential in allowing i think even more canadians all across to you know see what you guys were doing and then like hey if they're doing it we can do it too you know like put yourself out there and make a name for yourself yeah and it's an honor to hear guys um tell us that um, either if it's past wrestlers or they're not wrestling anymore, or some of the youngsters that don't wrestle anymore, they still had a chance. They said, Oh, I went to Boston. I did this. And I've always said, Hey, name drop me. I don't, I don't care. As long as it helps you get a booking. If people are going to say, Oh, not that garbage wrestler, all that, you know, and stuff. But um, cause again, hardcore wrestling didn't have, um, I think it's, it's um, it, I'm going to say it's more accepted and, and it became more popular for a couple reasons was, um, when UFC Ultimate Fighting came out, mixed martial arts, people went were like, oh, you could watch the fake stuff or you could watch the real stuff. Now, um, I want to say they took from each other, and I'll explain that. Like, um, We had to put some hardcore, I feel, to make it more real, have real blood and stuff, use some real weapons, just so that the people like, oh, it's all fake, try and get them back in. So even some wrestlers didn't agree with the hardcore matches, but we're not asking everyone to do them. If some guys wanted to try it out and, and bring something different, uh, you know, it's something different to the crowd, then you might pull in some different fans. And just like Ultimate Fighting, uh, it had stale and bland promos at the beginning. You watch two guys like, you know, just I hope the match just goes good. I wish w- good for my opponent. Very boring. Mm-hmm. But then when they started getting that influence um, from watching wrestling, uh you're you're watching like an NBA team. They I think they won uh, was one of them won the championship, and they all got these WCW replica belts made. I mean, the influence of wrestling and promos and guys giving stunners to each other or whatever. It's like it, it transcends wrestling, and it became popular in a little bit of in, in in popular culture. Basically, it went into our culture, spilled in. So it was fun to see that, and some of the hardcore stuff. Uh, like you said before, spilled into WWE because they knew, hey, there's a niche for this. There's there's a little demand. Let's tr- try. Let's do this 24-7 hardcore belt. Let's have Mick Foley win it. And let's, let's start something and see how it goes. And, um, you know, even bringing in some of the old ECW guys, which some of the WWE guys I'm sure didn't respect when they came in. But then they saw, hey, there's a little more to these guys. There's more to, to Taz, to uh, Tommy Dreamer. So these guys that that they, they can bring to the table. I mean, they're not just smash them up guys. Some of them can wrestle. I mean, RVD, he's another guy that IWS brought in, one of my heroes. So to be backstage with him, uh, we backstage with Ray Mysterio Jr., another guy too that I was like, wow. And now he's backstage at IWS. These were all cool, cool opportunities that came uh, th- through through me just pursuing what I love, but to also like sharing this love with other people and uh you know you say we opened the door for some canadians and and yeah man i'm I'm glad they kicked it down like you know uh, it's a little harder now i want to say 
um, work visas, borders, and things like that sometimes to get across. Um, you know, so that that's uh, something that, again, like 9-11 happened and stuff. There's sometimes it takes some tragedies that it changes some of the rules. And, um, you know, you, you do what you got to do. So, you know, some guys would have to do, um, you know, again, you're traveling, you're, you're going to pay for your gas, you're going to pay for your meals, your hotel. You're doing a lot of volunteer work. But um, that's how it is. If, if, if you want to get your foot in the door, you got to do you got to get there early, help set up the ring. Uh, you know, you participate in the show if you take down the ring and then you got to drive. Um, pay your dues to everyone that's out there. Pay your dues and, you know, something good will happen. And, and if it doesn't, man, I mean, like it's don't don't um, nothing necessarily will happen from it. But at least keep those memories, take pictures, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, put the love in you do with, with whatever you do. Whether it's wrestling or whatever you do in life, man, give it all you got and 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 only good things will happen. It's, you know, you mentioned that and it's very true because even like with this podcast, I mean, it's, you know, it's not the biggest podcast, but I like what I do and I've been able to experience things that I never would have ever imagined that I would be able to, if I wouldn't have started it. So just knowing like I was able to do this or be a part of that, like to have that and hold that, like that means a lot to me. So even for wrestlers to, you know, like, Hey, you might not necessarily get everything you want, but to still get some moments and experiences out of that, that can really mean a lot. Yeah. And um, I, I got to thank you also because you're helping um, you're the voice for Winnipeg, but you're also, uh, you know, a voice for Canada. And um, again, What's cool about podcasts and, and, and cool about um, the internet now that everyone in the world can appreciate what we do. They sometimes just need to be pointed in the right direction. But then when they like something, they, you know, they tune in and, uh, you know, you'll, you can end up having fans from all over the world. Um, I, I want to say a good example of this, too, uh, and a personal thing that happened. Uh, so my sister was born in a wheelchair. She had spina bifida and she passed away. Uh, when she was 30, I was 28 at the time. I'm 44 now. So uh, I know I look like I'm a hundred, but uh, it, it's the lighting. It's, it's the light. <laughs> um, so, but to, all this to say that when my sister passed, so I had an outpour of fans from all around the world um, from, from, from Italy and Poland. I never wrestled in those places uh, from everywhere, just writing me uh, and really um, just, it, it just felt, really special where I was like, these people don't know me, but they know my matches. So they feel that they know me because I've connected with them through, uh, through the medium of wrestling. And so I printed them all up. I, I made a, a binder and um, I gave that to my mom to show her that, Hey, you know, I know sometimes you don't like all the wrestling that I do, but here's the, here's the support from hundreds of people. Uh, I printed it all up. Just, just to, you know, to say that, hey, I'm like, you know, mom, I, I might be onto something. I might be doing something right. And if it makes makes me feel good that I'm making a lot of other people feel good, uh, then I feel I feel that's my value. I feel that's my worth. Um, and yeah, so COVID was one of the hard times too with not being able to perform. But uh, what you're doing, what I'm doing, what what we're all doing is uh, we're entertaining people. We're keeping them busy. We're keeping them their, their minds off things sometimes. Or maybe we're just the background while they're cooking, mm -hmm. you know, a spaghetti sauce. And they're just listening to a match or listening to a podcast. But, you know, we're helping them. And um, in turn, I, I want to take wrestling 
I want to take it a level deeper. Wrestling has also been my therapy at some times. Sometimes um, I needed this. I, and sometimes I even needed the pain to deal with other things in my life. So the physical pain of wrestling, uh, and it helped me realize a lot of things. So um, again, that's it. Thank you. Thank the fans for, for supporting independent wrestling and not just what you see on TV, but there's a lot more happening from whatever city you're from. There's, hopefully that there's there's um wrestling federations you just got to look into them uh, and find them because there is other stuff out there and you can get up close and personal and sometimes it's only for 10 15 dollars instead of the high priced uh front row tickets uh for pay-per-views for wwe and stuff so um come out support your local town because you know what those could be the next john cena's that could be the next rock that could be the next stone cold steve austin that you're you're getting a picture with so uh Come out, encourage us, and we'll promise to give you guys a good time. I mean, that's that's a perfect segue. I was I want to talk about it later, but it works perfectly now. But I mean, this is going to air after the show happens. But I mean, March eleventh, IWS versus GCW. That is a massive show, a massive independent show for Montreal and Quebec. Like being a part of that is huge, and I, I'm hoping that the fans are driving out, going in droves to it. I know a few people going myself, but to be a part of that, like that's going to go down in history. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm still trying to maybe grasp how big this this will be, how big the video footage will be, um, and the opportunities for a lot of wrestlers that maybe didn't get to travel yet. So um, I, I can tell you already, I'm planning to have a giant party afterwards because, <laughs> again, as a Canadian ambassador of wrestling, I want to show the U.S., I want to show the world. We're going to have um, uh, guys from Mexico, a uh, girl from Japan, coming down so i want to show them what canadian wrestling could do and and how we can have fun with this how how it unites all the cultures together uh through the common language of wrestling so uh it's gonna be really big and i still maybe don't understand how big but um it's really cool to see this fight this this finally get together this this uh this fight's finally happening and being in the fans bring the weapons match it's gonna take a lot out of me and I know my body's going to take a beating, but this is also going to make me tougher from when I do come when when I do come to Winnipeg uh, for th 3D Pro. And um, Stefan Epic is going to find out the hard way. Uh, this is only making me stronger. So uh, whatever new tricks that I'm going to learn, I'm going to have to practice it on your face. So again. This is not just a warning. This is this is a fair. Uh, I'm just letting you know. This is it's a new flash, but um, it's going to be rough. And, and I'm gonna. I'm not not only bringing the violence that night. I'm bringing 22 years of of violence. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be something for the fans to come out for too at 3D Pro. So I'm looking forward to yeah, like uh, finally making my debut. Whatever you might have read on the internet. There are some things that are not true on the internet, believe it or not. Uh, but this will be my first time, and I am excited to be in a beautiful Winnipeg. I, I encourage every fan to grab tickets for because this is going to be huge for Winnipeg. I mean, uh, there has been very few no ring deathmatch shows. I mean, there was one in 2022, which did incredible with Time Bomb Pro, but 3D Pro is doing some fantastic stuff. And I hope all of the fans come out because you will want to be a part of this and to see 
a fucking classic between sexy Eddie and Stefan Epic. I mean, this is going to be for all intensive purposes. This is going to be a banger. I, I, and I'm looking forward to it like so much that uh, there's so much going on right now for, for myself too, that I'm like, sometimes I, this, even this year, I thought, you know what, maybe I'll take it a little easier, but then just, you know, you get a, a whirlwind of, of possibilities and bookings and stuff. And uh, like I said, Winnipeg's waited 22 years to have me down. I mean, what have you guys been sitting on? Come on. I hope again, this opens the door for some of the talent here, maybe some exchange, some talent to be exchanged and stuff like that. So um, this is, this is, this is again, more opportunity for myself who's been in wrestling for so long, but you know what? Every day I wake up, I wake up and I'm breathing. That's a blessing for me. The amount of partying and drinking and, and stuff, craziness that I do. So I'm just happy to be alive. And, and I'm going to show it when I do some of these deathmatch wrestling. Every time we we come close to death, this close to dying, it just makes you that much more alive. So, Stefan Epic, you're going to feel so alive the night after I kick the crap out of you. I mean, we, we talked about the GCW IWS show and what like the opportunity that so many uh, wrestlers are going to get from this. I mean, you're going to get more, they're going to get more eyes on them that they might not necessarily have gotten not being a part of this show. Ones who may not have been able to go across to the States yet, or, you know, might not have, uh, you know, all their footage out there. So it's a huge opportunity for them. And you don't like, I know being in Western Canada, I mean, the East is kind of, you don't hear as much as you do, you know, with what we have in front of us. But like right now, I mean, with what IWS is doing out there, I mean, it seems like it's every, you know, couple months or every other month, it's like an absolute banger of a show. I mean, um, like it, in 2022 alone, I mean, you had, you know, Minoru Suzuki out there, you know, Jay White. I mean, th- you look at those two and then you go down and look at the the matchups. And I mean, like, there's some incredible matches. I, I Like, I know out there, I mean, you you got so many young talents, like uh, Zach Patterson out there, you know, he was on the show. And I mean, the, you, up and down, it's the talent is just brimming from the glass out there. And I want to say, like, IWS and GCW, they're two promotions that, um, you know what? It's not only one wrestler that makes it in that promotion. Like, uh, I mean, if, if anything would happen and I, and I wouldn't be on a show, the show's still going to go on. There's so much talent that there's no one person. There's, there's not even a tag team or not even five guys that you would take away from IWS or GCW and you can't do a show. There's so much talent, uh, the old with the, with the old guys and the young crew like uh, and everything in between that uh, the show is so complete that uh, you know even if your favorite wrestlers are not there the show will go on and, and uh, we're able to put on like you said a hell of a show uh, either way so it, it's nice to see that no company when it doesn't depend on one person to make the company uh, it's a team effort and um, you know you can't put a ring up by yourself. It's a team effort, so the same we look at it up and down uh, the spectrum of a show. Uh, when you know your role, you know where you're placed on the show, and sometimes you're not always in the same spot. You're not always in the spotlight, the main event. You're not always uh, neither the opener match. You know, it depends the show that night. But uh, IWS as a whole, I like to say that it, it's um, it doesn't rest its shoulders on one person. It's 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 a team effort. So the more wrestlers realize that it's not all about me it's about 
the team, uh, what's better for the show. That's going to bring more fans. That's going to bring more fans for yourself and more fans to, to, to all independent shows. Once more and more guys realize that, uh, you're not there to put only yourself over. You're there to put the show over. So, um, if everyone does their team team effort in there, man, and fucking grind your elbows and everything and get get down and dirty, then, uh, you know, we're going to keep getting more and more people coming to these shows, more uh, special invites and guests coming to these shows, uh, you know, and it's just going to get better. So for, for everywhere, every promoter out there, man, the more... The, the more you like, you know, the more everyone's involved in, in every aspect of the wrestling, the promotion, the, uh, like I said, putting up the ring, uh, you know, word of mouth, social media. It's, it's so easy. Just put up that you're on this show, post it and stuff like that. You might get in one, two, three of your extra friends. If, if somebody's told you, hey, you wrestle, I've never seen you wrestle yet. Then you tell them, get your ass down to March 11th. IWS fans bring the weapons show on fucking sanction. Hey, get your ass down to Winnipeg on Thursday. Protect your neck at the no ring deathmatch show. You know, get your ass down. If you want to come to one show, hey, if you don't like it, you don't have to come back, you know, but come down once, give it a try. Don't go with what you've heard. Go, go and live it with your own eyes. Be there. You know, you're going to see the blood. You're going to feel the sweat. You're going to feel the intensity but you got to do that live. Uh, and it's not like any other WWE show you've ever seen sitting in the nosebleeds. Come up there. You're going to you're gonna feel the action yourself. So you owe it to yourself. Come down to one show. Before you, you judge anything, before you're a, a keyboard warrior and writing up a, a report on something that you didn't even go to live, come on down. Uh, I'm daring you. I'm double daring you. Uh, and try not to have a good time. You know what I mean? Just just. Just that night even, it doesn't matter if, if some things you're like, I don't understand this, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Just lay back, have a couple beers, enjoy the show for what it is. Just like when you go see a movie, uh, you know, it's not Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. He's not really the Mission Impossible guy. Sorry <laughs> to ruin it for you, fans. But no, he's just an actor. But for that moment, when you're watching that movie, you lay back and, and, you know, you just believe. So come on down, believe, have fun uh, and just support, support what we do. And, 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 you know, the louder you are, the more you're going to have a blast. I tell anyone who hasn't been to a show, if you go in with an open mind, you will have fun. If you go thinking that this is going to suck, it's not going to be fun, you're going to hate it. Go with an yeah. open mind. You will, pardon me, you will love it. And um, I just say you might meet other people, too, that are skeptics and stuff like that also. But if you're having fun together, uh, you know, just cheering and booing, I mean, it's going to let out all your um, have any stress at all. You work Monday to Friday in a factory behind a computer desk. You're going to get to let it all out. Yell, say whatever you want. No one's going to judge you. Get it all out. I'm telling you, this will be therapeutic for yourself too so if you could take this from gynecologist dr sexy eddie to you this is i'm a doctor i'm not really a trained doctor but i i do have some fake papers on my wall this is therapeutic for you the fans so uh you owe it to yourself <laughs> so come on down I, I got a couple more for you, then I'll let you go uh, enjoy your uh, Tuesday night. I have to think about that for a second. Um, I know like 
this past well this we're recording this five days later but like it was such a great surprise watching that gcw show and seeing the iws invasion show up there and just taking it over because like as a fan like that is the kind of stuff i love to see you know like the promotion that's you're feuding with they show up all hell's breaking loose asses are getting kicked like fuck sign me up that's what i love in wrestling you know like it's a a, a small thing but like to me it's huge and and we we did it. Uh, I I want to say that both parties we did it. I want to say it's more properly di- being done the way the way that I'm like we kept this under wraps. And uh, I was telling the guys while we were driving up there, we have 75 years over 75 years of experience wrestling experience in this car with uh, Tabernacle team, Master Saint Jacques and Thomas Dubois with the hardcore hero Green Phantom and myself, the Triple X Sex Express Sexy Eddie. So much experience in this car. We're driving seven and a half, eight hours down for a run-in to invade because that's how much we love it. And that's how much we want our voices to be heard. That's how much we want to stick our foot up GCW's ass and show them that you're not the only one around. And you know what? You might have to look over your shoulder. You might have to look over your shoulder over the border because you never know. Who's going to attack you? Uh, and then we have Speedball Mike Bailey, who's been making waves all over the world on Impact Wrestling. And he's been at GCW for quite a while. He showed his true colors, and he showed that he's on Team IWS all the way. So um, it's going to be for some – it's going to make for some crazy dream matches um, for those that know that follow these independent leagues. So, you know, it's, it's going to be really fun for us to showcase some of the things we can do with other people. Um, you know, we, we just uh, he said, you know what, a week before, let's go kick their door down. Let's go, let's go uh, beat the crap out of some of these guys and show them who we are before they think they're coming on our turf and they're going to step all over us. No, you know, shots were fired. They brought their guns. We brought the bazookas. I, I think that is the perfect way to, uh, you know, encapsulate that because did you ever kick their asses that was incredible um we, we talked a little bit before we started recording just about how like you know deathmatch wrestling i mean or the hardcore style it's almost more like a no ring show it's almost more appreciated or i don't want to say appreciated it's more known in the states up here in canada it's not something that has really uh been taken to yet but i feel like it's on the cusp you know like when you see that i mean like the 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 few shows that have popped up i mean like knowing that it's right around the corner and it's almost like a new i don't want to say avenue but like it's another style like there's so many different things in wrestling you can like you know you can like flippy stuff you can like strong style but like the no ring the deathmatch style it's also another thing and like getting more eyes on that it's only going to like what's the word i'm looking for i don't want to say improve but it's like it's another option for fans to take in no, and, and the more options you have, the better. I always said for a full, complete show, you need to have a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, you have big guys, uh, cruiserweights, uh, you know, women's matches, very important women's wrestling, how that's evolved too. Uh, if you can have a little bit of everything on your show, uh, you know, technical, high-flying, comedy, some, if you could do it properly, comedy too. It's all important stuff because think about it as every time uh, you're performing, 
people have to rediscover you. So there's fans that have never been to shows, and then there's those that follow you all the time. So it's always giving a little bit old stuff of your old about yourself, like your patented things, but you know, throw in some new stuff in there. Uh, like anytime you're making a recipe or something, you know, you might add something new, try something different to improve it um, and improve yourself. So uh, hopefully, too, this brings in more people. Uh, and and it's, it's not that as not as popular in Canada. But let's see what will happen. Uh, you know, maybe we can make it as popular in Canada. Uh, it's just another avenue for people to appreciate uh, the art of professional wrestling. With a ring, without a ring, with weapons, uh, you know, whether it's grappling, whatever style you do, it, it's still in the family of wrestling, okay? Mm -hmm. You got the family tree of wrestling. And even though hardcore might be a dangle or deathmatch might be a dangling a rotten branch at the end of the, the tree, it's still in the wrestling family. Yes. Um, you know, this is just another avenue, another evolution of, of wrestling. And, and we'll see how, how it goes. We'll see how much the fans appreciate. You're a lot more involved with no ring. You're a lot closer to the fans. Uh, and so it's a different a different style, a different thing. I mean, sometimes some fans might get a little bit involved, maybe too much too. That's a chance that we take. Uh, but again, I think that the fans know that, hey, we're just performers. We have we have jobs also. We have families. You know, we're not psychos that uh, that you know can enjoy a, a good lick from a dog right now. <laughs> we're not psychos. Well, not totally psychos, but um, you know, we we do have other interests in life other than cutting ourselves up in bar bar and stuff. But for the fans, the things that we're willing to do, it's uh, it, it's it's um, it's crazy. So. It, it, a few weeks back, uh, I know someone had tweeted out a clip, and I, I don't know how many people had ever seen it, but it was of you taking a stenalizer and just seeing the reaction from the crowd, because I don't know if they had ever seen it. They were blown away. And like just watching that, I was like, I don't know how he's still going today. Yeah, you know what? I ask myself that same question every morning. I'm like, how am I still going today? Uh, so... Uh, you know, again, it's a, it's an old thing, but uh, back, and I want to say probably every wrestler when they start out, they want to try and do as many moves as they can, or they were willing to take everything. And it's like, the older you get, the wiser you get. And if you could tell yourself the younger you, you'd be like, hey, maybe don't take that move because it might shorten your life, you know, just a little <laughs> bit. But then again, the young me would have said, hey, get out of here, old man. I'm not listening to you. I got nine lives. Uh, if if I did have nine lives, I know I'm stretching my last one right now. So uh, I've probably wasted them all. And you'd probably find enough clips of me dying at shows to be like, yeah, I think what he said is pretty true. He did maybe have nine lives and, and now he's got one left. So, um, you know, maybe I'm stretching that elastic a little bit, but uh, there's always room for evolution of, of, of wrestlers and characters too. Where, um, you know, some of the things we did back then, I know that we wouldn't be able to do it now. But there's better things we could do now that we didn't know about back then, uh, as in mic skills, uh, interacting with the crowd. And, um, you know, just just um, the interaction, I feel it's uh, with every match you do, it, it's it's almost working on that. So, um, you know, I, I I could say that if uh, if the old me 10 15 years ago would be going to Winnipeg. They would have a totally different match on their hands, a totally different show. But I feel that 
today's Eddie, today's sexy triple X uh, sex express is gonna knock is gonna knock it out of the park. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna blow the roof off that joint. March thirtieth at the Pyramid Cabaret, three D Pro Wrestling. Protect your neck, sexy Eddie versus Stefan Epic. That is going to be fucking incredible. Uh, besides that one, I said the right date, March 30th. Yeah. Um, besides that, where else can people find you for upcoming shows? We got the GCW show March 11th against uh, GCW IWS, which is going to be unreal. Where else can they find you? Well, then we're going to continue that because we're going to bring it to Toronto uh, with GCW and, and IWS. Some of the IWS superstars are going to Toronto Sunday, uh, the week later on March 19th at the Opera House. Uh, that's already sold out. So they're going to, but you're going to have to order that on Fight Network. Uh, Matt Cardona is going to be there for uh, all the WWE fans. That's Zack Ryder back in the day. Uh, he's made quite a name for himself on the independence. It's, it's crazy to see. When you're already at the top, but they don't know maybe how to use you, or they don't, or maybe you don't know yourself as well. Now he's been killing it on uh, um, winning belts everywhere. Um, then after that, um, I'll be doing. Uh, I got a big show in. Uh, it's in, back in Montreal in Epiphany. Um, we we're it's a new federation starting out, uh, and the name is slipping my head right now. I can't. Best Entertainment Wrestling. That's what it's called. So they're uh, they're doing a big show on the 25th. I'll be at C4 Wrestling, uh, Capital City Championship Combat. That's in Ottawa uh, in March. Uh, Battle War, which is a big federation that does works bars here at Fofun Electric, the same uh, March 26th. I'm a little bit everywhere. Uh, just, just like uh, Chlamydia. I'm a little bit everywhere, which is maybe that's not the best reference I could say, but I had to say something sexual to put in there for you. So, um, you know, but just to say that I'm, I'm getting around and uh, uh, that's all before WrestleMania weekend too. So, uh, you know, and after that, uh, I'll still be traveling. I'll be back maybe for a surprise visit to uh, Extreme Pro Wrestling in, in Jersey. That's going to be uh, more some more hardcore stuff. But um it's good to see that wrestling is not dead. Wrestling is, is alive and kicking and bleeding. And uh, it's just good to see more and more new fans. Uh, and they're not all, they're not all kid friendly shows, but they're not all also crazy. No ring death match shows neither. So uh, I just want to encourage something for everybody. You can make sure with the promoter and find out if it's an all ages show or not, just so that, you know, your kids enjoy it to the maximum and don't leave crying. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Sexy Eddie. I cannot wait to call your match uh, here in Winnipeg for 3d pro. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. This has been absolutely incredible. Dude. Thank you so much for having me Winnipeg. Thank you for having me very soon. I want to see you all in big numbers. Uh, I want to see you watch some, some entertainment, some ass kicking, bleeding, uh, craziness that we call wrestling, wrestling, if you will. But um, you will be entertained. Uh, thank you so much for again for having me on the show. Um, this is this is the this is great. This is uh, it's fun. Wrestling is still alive in Canada, and whether you go the east side, the west side, uh, you know we're bringing it. Come see a show live. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much to Sexy Eddie for joining me here on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. It was an absolute blast talking to him, and I can't wait to see him 
March 30th, 3D Pro Wrestling, protect your neck. It is going to be a blast. Thank you to him, and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at GrainmakerPod. You can find me up on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on all podcast streaming platforms, email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. I've also got t-shirts for sale, $25 a piece. You will look very fashionable heading into this upcoming spring season. And you could also find me doing some streaming up on Love Wrestling. You can check out their Twitter, Love Wrestling CA. And uh, tons of great shows on there, tons of options, lots of different content. So definitely check it out if you're a fan of independent wrestling. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.